Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Lads, ladies, listeners, welcome to episode 104. Today, I got a couple dudes in recovery in the in the studio here with me. They're going to talk about just loving life in recovery. We talked a little bit before we came on here about, like, if you could take your story and put it in a scroll and roll it out, we're going to cut out the first half. We're going to just include all the feel-good stuff. They also got a, a, an apparel company that we're all sitting in some sweet, soft, delicious to the skin. Is that even a thing? I don't even know. Absolutely. That's a thing. Dang swank, baby. Dang swank. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome guys. Thank Thank you you. for having us. Yeah. I'm excited. This is going to be fun, man. little three, three man bromance. Well, four, I guess, Sean. Yeah. Get me out of this. I'm not, nope, not today. (laughs) Does he have a camera on him? Uh, Let's make it happen. There he goes. There's Sean. There you go. Back of my head. It's back of my head. Yes. Before we get to all that, though, our sponsors, we love our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. So our uh, first sponsor, episode 104, part one is sponsored by Steps Recovery Centers. Steps Recovery Centers is here to help you or a loved one get help. You just got to reach out. You can reach out by giving them a call at 801-800-8142 or just go directly to their website. For those of you that are watching the video version of this, we have it up. That's stepsrc.com. They have detox, inpatient, day treatment, IOP. From start to finish, they have you covered. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Check them out. We also have our second sponsor, Rise Up Supplements. Rise Up Supplements is a nootropic line of supplements. Nootropics help with cognitive function, memory, basically just make you smarter. You know, a whole bunch of words. That's at the end of the day, they're just... They're, they affect the mind. So we have two blends here. They're both powerful nootropic blends. The first one contains no caffeine. It's your kind of chill out, feel good one. That's going to be mindful mood. It helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. Our second one definitely is not your chill out one. That is Mind Shift. It has 200 milligrams of caffeine enanthate, which is a slow acting caffeine. It's going to replace that energy drink you're buying for 3 or $4 at Maverick every morning. Helps increase focus. Helps optimize brain function. Go to riseupsups.com and check those out. All right. Let's get rocking and rolling. Let's do it. So we always start off with like, you know, some practice, some positive psychology, some feel good stuff. So when I say to you, like, Chris, what's new and good, man? Well, first and foremost, our company, like this is the first venture of starting my own business and having a business partner. Um, Super exciting. It's a lot more work than I ever thought, but it's amazing. You get to learn um, new things and like what it takes to jump into that and have confidence in myself. Like my past doesn't show confidence in myself up until I got clean. And, you know, since then I've done so many beautiful things. And so this is just another one for the, you know, for my life. I love that. Yeah. We're going to get into Dank Swank and talk about that and how it came about and some of the things that are going good, some of the things that are tough, and maybe, you know, people that ha- are on the verge of thinking of starting their own company and doing some type of entrepreneurial entrepreneurship. You got it, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Wow. You, you almost swore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try to act smart, you know. I, I Listen, I'm just, a, I'm just a country boy from West Point. Absolutely. I appreciate that, though. Let's get Leighton. What's new and good, man? What's going on in your life that you're loving? Oh, it, it's kind of a weird answer, but I love consistency. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, not a weird answer. I totally get that. I spent so much of my life up and down, and it's like, <clears throat> finally, for once, it's kind of even kill, and I get to like tackle the finer, more refined challenges in life. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, no, that does. There's a lot of, there's a lot of payoff in like consistent growth and consistent like forward movement. Yes. Yes. I love that. I'm a huge, um, advocate of like a routine, right? Mm -hmm. I tell people when they ask me like, how did, how'd you get your clean time? It's like routine, man. Like at some point just, it becomes habitual and you just create habits that like save your butt really, you know? So I love that answer. That's great. Let's get it. Sean Deniman, what's new and good, dude? You know, I, I something feel like about a ferret. I, my, <laughs> yeah. my answer seems to be too uh, flippant for this conversation already. You guys already started on the serious tone, and, and I, don't, I don't know if I want to tell you about the ferret. Let's get the, no, we do. We help us out, man. A ferret invaded my house at two o'clock in the morning Ooh. last night. 
get out of here. Yeah, so nice. I, I, we have cats. We have a cat door. It goes in and out, no big deal. Cats bring mice and other stuff in. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, the cat brought a mouse in. So I turn on the light and whip my legs around off the bed. It's not the cat. Oh, it's a ferret. It's a ferret. <laughs> we don't have a ferret. I've never seen a ferret. Maybe I've, maybe at a store or something, but it's been forever. Dude, aren't ferrets like ferocious? Uh, they can be, but they can be pets as well. They're really but they have really too. good bites. Yeah. And they poo everywhere, from what I understand. They yeah, have they really have. good bites? Is that what I just read? They will bite, bite you. you. Yeah, their bites. teeth. Teeth. Bite. Oh. Mouth. <laughs> clear. Clear. Okay, good. So, so please uh, tell me you didn't adopt this ferret. Oh, no, no, no. Captured it, threw it outside, blocked the door. Trash can in front of the door, in front of the, the cat door, and then a vacuum cleaner in front of the trash can in front of the door. Are you with me so far? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. The I cat's not going though. out. The ferret's not coming in. We're going to get a good night's sleep. Two hours later, the ferret pushed the blockade enough for him to squeeze through and get back inside the house. Nice. So anyway, got him in a cage, took him over to animal control. I called animal control. This is the best part. Called animal control. Hey, I got this ferret that invaded my house. Their answer, another one. (laughs) This is a common thing. (laughs) So anyway, so he's in good hands and they think they knew who the owner is and he's in good health. So hopefully he'll go to where he needs to go. Oh, so it was a domesticated. It looks like, yeah, he was very friendly. He wanted to snuggle up and I'm like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) I don't know. It's a really bad blind date. We're not going there. He's like, give up the corn nuts. Yeah. No? Did, no, you, have no. did you feed it? Do carrots eat? Do carrots? Do carrots? Do carrots eat? Do carrots eat corn nuts? I don't have. I have. I don't know, man. I love Sean. I, there's I, only listen. so much googling I can do at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, that's true. So you know what I love? You always have the craziest stories. Thank dude. you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, do you? My other question: <laughs> Do you have a video of this that we can put on YouTube? Because I would love to see your face at two in the morning when you wake up with a ferret next to you. Tell you I'll try to do a couple things here, and maybe I'll have it ready to show uh, during the second part. I like. I'll it. try. If not, I'll show you after the show. It's not that. It's okay. Not that. It's, just, it's a ferret. Big just, deal. Just don't blow me, anything up over there. Me in my underwear running up the stairs <laughs> yes. with a towel. Get a towel. Give me a towel. Yes. Get a towel to get the ferret. You know that. That's what the conversation was about two fifteen. Oh. Uh, so anytime you want to come spend the night, it's going to be entertaining. Nice. I like it. I like ferrets it. are cool. Ferrets are cool. I little like creatures. So going off of that, I'm going to share my new and good. Now, listen, for those of you that, that were patient enough to sit through the first part of episode 102, reflecting on 100, you know the whole uh, biomedical procedure in detail, thanks to Sean Denovan, uh, Terry Sellers, and my wife, Mandy, of this whole IVF thing we got going on. So uh, anyways, on Tuesday, we did the egg transfer. Went great. We find out on the 16th if we got a baby girl live in the oven. So that's my new and good. Girl? Yeah. You get to pick? We get to wow. pick. Really? really? Yeah. The embryos, they know Dang. the chromosomes. And so. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And it's so cool, man. We Little drove, girls are amazing. We drove four hours. It took like 20 minutes and then had to drive another four hours, but it was rad. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. That's the calm in my storm of my life right now. It's a beautiful. Dude, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. digging it. All right, so we got new and goods rocking and rolling. Everybody's feeling good. Sean's got his his ferret video he's working on. <laughs> so for the listeners, we have a lot of people to listen to this within this community, which I love and I appreciate those guys. We have a lot of listeners that listen out of state. We've got some people in Canada. For people that don't know you, Chris Layton, Chris went first last time. Just a little bit about... Who you are? How'd you get ended up on this podcast? Are you in recovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I started my recovery journey on June 11th in 2018 after probably 15 years of of terrible, terrible uh, lifestyle choices and uh, a lot of pain. And yeah, it was, I don't even, just like Chris was saying either. He's like, I don't even like talking about it. It's, It's really sad when I sit and think about everything that I put, you know, people through and myself and, and whatnot. So I'm really excited to to be here now. I got four and a half years now of of just living a, the best life that I possibly can. Four and a half years of recovery under your belt. Yeah. Now, are you from St. George, Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you are a local. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Thanks, buddy. What about you, Chris? Tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, I grew up here. I was born and raised in St. George. Um, I had a, I have good parents, like I have a loving family, but I just got mixed up into it all. Um, and I made a lot of choices that made my life miserable. Um, I was in treatments, locked up, all of these things most of my life, always trying to beat the system. And it took me to hopeless, 
wanting to kill myself, doing things I would never do as a person, like in my heart. But while I was high, I chose to do those things and it really broke me. And so that's what led me to It's almost like your frontal cortex wasn't working. Yeah. Weird. It's almost almost (laughs) like your brain was on drugs. It was. Weird how that happens. It was rough. I mean, I found myself homeless, living in the, sleeping in the desert, no food, couldn't brush my teeth or take care of myself. And doing things that I would never truly do. And it broke my heart. Now that I'm clean, like looking back, I'm grateful for where I'm at today, but it really hurt to do those things. And so, uh, same thing. My, my clean date is July 6, 2018. And so I'm coming up on four and a half years clean and my life has been phenomenal. I've got to give back to the community. My family is all involved in my life. Like I've actually got to help a lot of my family get clean again and be in recovery. So my mom, my sister, and me are all local in recovery here. Dude, that's generational change. It's amazing. That's awesome. It's beautiful. And so, yeah. And, you know, since then I've done so many fun things that I never... Never could have pictured making a plan and sticking to it and executing it and making it happen. Like the only thing I used to be able to think about is five seconds from now, how am I going to get high? Right. Which I kind of want to get into that, right? Because so, so we've already kind of talked about, we're going to focus today on life and recovery and what's beautiful, what's hard, right? What's, what's, uh, what are you indifferent about all that, all that good stuff for the listener that's maybe an early recovery Cause there were times I'm sure you guys can relate. Like there were times when I was in early recovery, right? Before a year, 18 months, really life started getting better around two for me. Um, but there were times within that, within those time frames that I thought, man, if this is as good as life gets, I might as well be out <laughs> using, right? Like right. I wasn't really implementing coping skills. I didn't really know where I fit in because I, all my ex associates were still using, right? normies are like, Oh, this is look at this weird guy. Right. Like, uh, so, so let's kind of, let's, t- let's talk about this. It's been four and a half years for both of you. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, so like, what were the things that in early recovery that really stand out to you that were monument, monument, mon- monumental, I can't talk today, Sean. <laughs> monumental. monumental moments. Layton, why don't you go first? Swivel your mic a tiny bit towards me. Like yeah. That? That's yeah. beautiful, bro. Boom. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Um, First of all, like life is hard. There's, I mean, it's not, life isn't easy. Um, And when you don't live it or you don't try to live it for so many years and then you start trying to live it as an adult in your, in your thirties, like I was, it's fair. uh, It's even harder, right? Cause you have this whole entire background of wreckage and debts and people don't like you. And you know what I mean? You're, you're in a good place and you want to apologize to people Mm -hmm. and you want forgiveness and they don't want to forgive you or you've done that so many times and went back out they're just like here's this yeah. is yeah, yeah. people have given up again. hope or yeah definitely so i mean when i started in recovery life was easy i didn't have responsibilities i went to meetings every single day i went to uh, my treatment every single day mm. i was running all the time i went to the gym all the time i mean i started by like forming all these these good habits but you can't maintain that. You know what I mean? Because so you can't way, live a life like that. Right? In a way, you weren't really truly independent at that point. Like yeah, you were yeah. in a good place. You were in doing some healthy habits and doing some healthy things. But you weren't like somebody obviously was still kind of taking care of you, yeah, which yeah. we learned well, in step one. That's part of unmanageability, right? Like right, financially, right. somebody's helping you to be able to do those things to get well. Or you're relying on roommates or, you know, what sure. I mean? people live in sober living houses um, after a certain point in time, like. You get a job and you start living life, right? And then you've got collectors that are start, starting to come after you. <laughs> you yeah, money, yeah. too. I, I remember the first year, it was like uh, about this time of the month, and somebody called me. And they're like, you owe us like $17,000, and you have two weeks to pay us. So I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to we're gonna take you to court, and it's not going to be good. And I'm like, do it then. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing I could do. Stuff yeah, like you're that powerless is hard. Over that, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and you, it's really frustrating too because you're like, I'm doing all the right things. You know, why is it oh, so yeah. hard right now? Yeah, I love that, dude. Nobody's ever come on and talked about that, and that makes yeah. me that like I love that. I can remember getting calls from debt collectors and almost the exact same thing happening. And you are, it's like, what can you do? You can't. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't have seventeen thousand dollars oh. buried in the backyard. Dude, you know I what would, I mean? So I I start paying them. I mean, I I would tell them I, I I'm. I barely make any money and there's like 50 of you, but I'll give you 25 bucks a month yeah. and I'd, I'd pay him just something. Did you do you know? kind of the David Ramsey snowball effect thing? 
Um, or you were just paying a little bit here and a little bit there? Well, I'd schedule a monthly payment and then uh, one would get more. You know what I mean? As soon as that one would be paid off, then I'd start putting that towards the next one. Yeah, I have no I have no more yeah. collections, you know. Yeah, that's it rad, took, dude. It took probably two or three years, but there's there's no more collections. Yeah. Hey, there's a lesson in and of itself for the early person recovery. That snowball effect. Check out Google David Ramsey snowball. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. That's awesome, man. What about you, Chris? Let's get it. What early recovery, what really stands out to you? What are some monumental things that you can share with the listener in early recovery? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> this wasn't my first time getting clean or putting together clean time. So like this time was a little bit different than the last few because um, when I decided to get clean this time, I actually, the first time I ever took myself to rehab and did a detox, which way better than going to jail and being sick inside <laughs> a jail cell and detox. Like I went to medical detox and then I went to a treatment because I knew that there was a better life and I knew how to get it. Um, so things have changed, but let me pause right there though. I'm sorry. I do this all the time. No, I ask good. a question and you get on a roll, but I, I do want to point out though, there is a huge difference, right? Huge difference. Like my detox was a gel cell yeah, and that's sucks. miserable, oh, right? Like you can't take showers when you want, yeah, you no. can eat <laughs> food when you want the food that comes looks gross and you're oh. just like sick already. And you're like, I ain't eating that. Oh. So the difference is when you say I checked myself in, like, let's be honest, detox, you get to hang out, play video games, Best watch movies. Decision. You got like snuggy blankets, yeah. right? You get all the snacks and soda you want. Mm -hmm. The like, medical detox as well versus it like. It, yeah, and a doctor's actually yeah. overseeing you instead of like a guard, it right? Like a jail guard. <laughs> it took that fear of withdrawals away because I knew I was going to be okay. As soon as I made it to 24 hours clean and they started giving me the medical detox, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. here. I don't need to leave. I don't need to run because those are the thoughts that go through people's head because they don't want to be sick. And sure. so it was a huge difference for me. And like, as you said, being in jail, I remember I would wait because the cops would come in every hour to check on the bunks. And I would, as soon as they left, I'd run to the shower and get in the shower and just so sick and miserable Shake and, yeah, oh, and yeah. I couldn't sleep. So Whew, big difference. Glad we don't got to do that no more. Absolutely. Bro. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else, what else kind of stands out? I love that. I'm, I'm glad we talked about that. Um, and so then this time I went through a treatment as well down here and it's very prominent here and it makes you go to meetings. You have to UA every day. It keeps that consistency and the accountability, which was a big factor for me. Um, but through that, like, like Leighton said, I came, I had a bunch of debts. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license. Um, but from my relationships from before, when I came home, I got, they put me on a shuttle from Salt Lake and I'm coming home and I don't know what I'm going to do. And I have a really strong connection with the fellowship here. So I hit up Derek and he's in recovery. I was like, Hey, I'm coming off the shuttle in like two hours. Can you pick me up? He picked me up. We went to a meeting. And then from that, I had nowhere to stay or anything. Um, Dustin and Crystal, I'm sure you know them. Um, they were at the meeting and they were like, you can stay at my house on my couch. Crystal was our guest last week for yeah. the listeners that yeah, Absolutely. picked up that reference. Yeah. And so they let me stay on their couch. I got a job at Denny's. Um, and the, it's crazy when you get clean and you actually put that intention or you start working, things work out in your favor versus oh, yeah. when you're high and you can't figure out what you're going to do next. I literally just hit up people who were clean. I had a place to stay. I got a job and I started from that point. And, but it's crazy the amount of anxiety that you have, like sitting in detox and sitting in residential, right? Like, and I often, I'm glad you brought that up. So working as a counselor with clients, when they have that overwhelming, we call it future tripping, right? right. Um, I always, I love the analogy. You can drive from Los Angeles, California to downtown New York in the darkness, only <laughs> knowing what 50 to hundred feet in front of you with, with headlights, like yeah. there's a path. You don't have to know the exact, you just have to start moving on it so and true. slowly it unfolds itself. So true. Right. That's, that's kind of what you're, what you're describing <clears throat> to me. Anyways. Mm -hmm. It happens. And but it, guess what? If you sit in LA and you don't ever start yeah. on that path, you're never, never going to end there. up in New York. <laughs> yeah. Right? True. True. Yeah. Yeah. And so from that point forward though, like I just put my foot in front of the next and 
things managed to work out and like I got my life back. I started getting a car, I got a license, I, you know, was showing up and doing what I was supposed to and I graduated treatment. I met really good friends and, you know, it really changed my whole outlook. But my first year was so busy that like you couldn't really think of the bad, honestly. Like you just had to keep going and it it put me in the best position ever. So sometimes <laughs> was, distractions are great. Kobe, it was skill, beautiful. Right? Yeah, no time busy. to think, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So if you had a highlight reel, right? So that's kind of I love it, man. You guys are killing it right now. So that's early recovery stuff. Uh, you've got a four and a half years. At what point did the bell curve change? It what? In other words, at what point? At first, it's kind of an uphill battle. Would you agree? Like mm-hmm. just the unsecure, the unknown, right? The insecurities yeah. the future tripping kind of i mean for you it wasn't Layton, go a lot ahead. it was a distraction too yeah. you know what i mean like he's saying for the first year you're so busy you know what i mean you're you're kind of relieved because you're finally out of this mess and you've got some hope and you've got something to look forward to but to answer your question i think probably a year and a half into it is when life starts to get really real or did for me okay. you know i got my kids back and i'm all of a sudden parenting and um, my challenges became like, how do I excel at my job? How do I become a better parent? And, you know, why am I failing here? A lot of personal reflection, a lot of looking in on myself and being like, how can I be better? You know? So I've twice, you've put my foot, my foot in, back in my mouth, Layton. So let me, let me say this and let me know if it's accurate or not, <laughs> which is great. I love it. I love it. Right. Cause it's different perspectives. So when I say difficult, that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm meaning it, right. Is like, you you haven't fully been accepted back into maybe some family circles, kids stuff. Okay. So would you say that after it was kind of like you weren't white knuckling it anymore? I don't know that I've ever really white knuckled it, you know? Okay. Like when somebody says white knuckle to me, I think of, uh, like wanting to use and just not, you know right. what I mean? And just sitting there in an uncomfortable and an unhappy, unhappy place. I don't let myself do that. Like I will never sit stagnant. I know for me, if I'm stagnant, I'm in danger. That's mm. when I need to watch out. And the thing, the reason I think that I've been successful this far in my recovery is that I'm always pushing myself forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forward the second more. that I stop, it's like, so I, I'm never white knuckling it. I have really, really down times. I have really hard times. Um, stuff that you learn to deal with when you're a young adult, you know, like right. relationships and stuff, when you're getting high or getting drunk all the time, you don't ever learn how to deal with those. You yeah, like no. don't emotionally <laughs> mature. So you're 33 and some girl you've been dating for three months breaks, breaks up with you and heart. you're like, it's devastating. It's like to that 16 year old kid in high school. Yeah, that's high exactly. School and, I, and I realized that real quick. I'm like, you know, I should have gone through this stuff when mm. I was like 16. And at that point I, I realized why well, everybody my age looks so much older than me. <laughs> yeah. Like I see other people that are 37 and I'm like, they, they were look, stressed. <laughs> they they look so much older, and, I'm, and it, it becomes really apparent how far behind I was. Yeah. So I'm always just about pushing myself forward. I don't white knuckle. Nice, nice. Was there a time kind of when things turned a corner for you, Chris, or you, you got that kids back in your life, you know, getting better jobs, or maybe you, you felt like you could t- kind of take a breath? Yeah, so um, around probably two years, you know, we – at that stage, I, I kind of had the job. I got into sales. I was making good money, you know, and um, got the relationship back. And so things really were just kind of the mundane, right? Recovery can be mundane. And that's that consistency that really gets you places. And so at that, at that stage, I could kind of relax. And, like, it kept getting better and better um, as I learned new skills and all of that. Having a sponsor has really, you know, made a big difference in oh, working huge, the steps. Yeah, oh, huge. my goodness. I'm not as – I used to be really up and down. Like, my swings were so big. But I've learned to just kind of – it is what it is. Like, I'm going to take it from this point forward. And so my life is a lot mellower. Even through the chaos, like, I can relax. You know, it's not the end of the world. I don't have to get high over it. I'm going to make it. And that's what I've learned. So it's a beautiful thing. I love it, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. It also, it helps when you are basically being mentored by somebody who's gone through similar things and been able to walk through those things, right? Yeah. Because like, like I tell people all the time after like our clients, when they make it through a big holiday, like we just made it through Thanksgiving, I always go in and of course it's probably a little hallmarky, but I say, congratulations, everybody. You have successfully made it through Thanksgiving. Right. You will always be able to know how to make it through Thanksgiving clean yeah. because you've yeah. done it. 
true. Congratulations, so right? True. And to be able to go to somebody like you guys, like sounds like that's both of your stories and be able to, that's walked through things that maybe you're experiencing at the time and then give you pointers and tell you, Hey, guess what? I know it doesn't feel like it, but everything's going to be okay. Oh, that's yeah. why the, the fellowship is so important. Finding a fellowship is, I think it's critical. Yeah. We're going to jump back into all this. We're basically to year two for most of these guys in their recovery. We're going to get all the way to year four and a half. And of course, we're going to talk about Dang Swank, their apparel company, right after this little 30 second message from our sponsors. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become of the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. We are back, baby. Episode 104, part two is underway. I got Chris and Layton in studio, a couple dudes in recovery, right? We're just bromancing out, hanging out, talking about life and recovery. We've just decided we're just going to cut out all the ugly stuff and just have some fun talking about years in recovery and what they look like and struggles. And I love it, man. It's been great so far. Before we get back into it, though, episode 104, part two is brought to us by the Hilton Garden Inn. It is always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. Check it out. The holidays are coming up. Christmas is right around the corner. If you've got family that is coming to the Utah area, specifically southern Utah, go to Google, type in Hilton Garden Inn, St. George, Utah. They have amazing amenities. We really appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. They're also super affordable. That is what I, like, I know, right, it's probably cliche to talk about money, but that's a thing for me. I don't know about you guys, but Money's a big like, thing. <laughs> if it's really nice and it's affordable, yeah. sign me up. That's the Hilton Garden in St. George, Utah. So in the first part, we talked to Sean about his ferret incident. And this is, it's just hilarious <laughs> to me. So, and these guys seem pretty cool, right? They're pretty relaxed. So we're, we're going to. My, uh, my wife just told my mom about it. Now I'm getting texts. My mom said, <laughs> I just heard about the ferret. Yes. So she listens. I appreciate that. That's rad. You want to see, let's see, let's see if I can pull up some of these pictures. So we've got the, we've got the video, everybody, if you're watching the video. So it's just the, uh, it's just a still. She had to crop it, otherwise it was my, you know, big old butt hanging. <laughs> like but that looks like a black cat. That, dude. That, it, it, it does. It, it does looks like look a small like cat. cat. And then I'm, and I got the towel because that's how you catch creatures sure. right? with the towel. And he kept going towards the towel. <laughs> Not always like, oh hey, it's the light. I don't know. <laughs> They're playful. The They're super playful. That was the other one. So that's a picture of him inside uh, the cage. Cool, that's cool. cute. And he was. I mean, he seemed friendly. There was nothing to fear. He wasn't growling and hissing or whatnot. So I wasn't too. I kind of want him as a pet now. Yeah, yeah I might have kept. Well, he's him. over at the. Uh, he's at the at the, at the St. George um, Animal Shelter. Oh my gosh, I'm he's going to be gone by the time this is over. With. That is a cute he, little he ferret. Over. I'm pretty sure they know who the owner is, so they're going to find the owner. Let's see if I can bring this up here. Not uh, if I got a hundred dollar bill for him. So, th- so this is the second time around. He's in the bathroom. I have the cat cage. I open up the door, and oh. I'm, I'm like, well, "Just go inside the go inside the little cat cage," and he kind of does. But you can see, this is 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm in no rough, mood. That's a rough time. <laughs> and it's an animal I don't know. So I'm like, he comes walking towards me like, nope. Uh, nope yeah, I'm out. I'm nope, out. Nope, 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 nope. That's funny. So. That's and of course awesome. the wife, she's in bed like, I'll take the pictures. I'm like, Thanks, <laughs> honey. Thanks. So there you go. A little bit of the uh, ferret whisperer happening nice. over on Valley View and Sunset. Nice. Listen, I, I'm not going to lie. I think half the time you come up with these crazy stories. Yeah. Dude, and I, so I genuinely know. appreciate that you have like evidence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You know? He's like, I got proof. I he got actually proof. owns that. Ferret. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's great content, Sean. Uh, Keep them coming, funny. man. Maybe you, you go out swimming in the ocean and a shark attack. Yeah, uh, you know, we, make sure just, to have a GoPro. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I told you about Jamaica and how I got stung by jellyfish. Uh, oh, true story. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we got no shark, video. but jellyfish. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, listen, 
I all, I f- completely forgot when I was doing the sponsorship mentions in the first part. You guys brought me a T-shirt. Absolutely. In the spirit of gift giving for the holidays, I got you guys a bottle of each: the Mind Shift nice. and and uh, the Mindful Mood. Oh, so nice. that's got to awesome. Check those out. Yeah, I love the the Mind Shift in the morning. Take two of them. I'm telling you, you won't need a coffee. You won't need a rock star. It's slow acting caffeine, so you don't get like the jitters like a pre workout. Right. Man. You'll have a productive cool. day. Well, thank if you, you feel like two is not enough, take three. That's the thing. How it's written is you take two to three. Well, I'm an addict, so <laughs> so you're gonna start off with three. Start three. We'll go from there. Yeah. Your buddies with Aaron. I work with Aaron. I'm not take giving up his anonymity. Yeah, take them all. Yeah, them all. <laughs> right. So get back into addict behavior. Um, Mandy likes the mindful mood. I like mindful mood at night. It helps me kind of like chill out after a long day. Right. Uh, so yeah, enjoy those. Cool. Let Thank me know you. what you think, you. man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So let's get let's get back into this. So we were talking about uh, your guys's life in recovery, right? We kind of built up to around year two, year three. Let's think about year three and contemplate anything really pop out significant in year three or any pointers for somebody in early recovery listening. Like again, the point is that I'm trying to like. There's hope, right? Like it, like life gets to a point where things start to get better. So this is a right around the time COVID happened. Too. Oh, yeah. COVID. Yeah, That's COVID not, a, <laughs> not a positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but you guys I made it, it through COVID. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's a lot of people there. didn't make it through yeah. COVID. Sure. People struggled through COVID. Yeah. Yeah. For me, so I was in the sales realm and like, so I, it's not all about financial, but like coming from being homeless and all of that and like having nothing in my life to coming to where I've come because of recovering, being able to show up, give myself a chance, try new things, like things of that nature. During COVID, I actually, my life was phenomenal and God bless everybody who had a horrible time because it was a very bad time, but my life like blew up through COVID and like it, it financially, my relationship, like having nice things, doing fun things, traveling all happened during but COVID. But see, if I'm listening to this and I'm from back East, right? Like, I don't think people truly understand out like in St. George, Utah, COVID didn't truly <laughs> no. affect us like no, it did other places. Same, like, like you travel. I remember <clears> heading <throat> out to California. I was on somebody's podcast out in California as a guest and we stopped in like Nevada and like, you couldn't even go in the gas station yeah. just to walk through it to use the restroom yeah. without a mask. It's and, crazy. And yet here in St. George, Utah, a lot of times like Walmart, no one cares. It was 50, 50. Yeah. Some yeah. people wore them. Some people didn't. Right. I don't know what that says about where we live yeah. guys, but, <laughs> but, but for us, it, it, right. And there was like some time that it was a little bit more strict, yeah. but, but again, like that's crazy even of itself that you, it didn't like, there was no negativeness for you. It was all positive. Yeah. yeah. That's I, cool. I, I felt bad for others. I truly did. Cause I knew people were having a horrible time, but like I was super grateful. I like my uh, career blew up. We got to travel. We went to the Virgin islands. We went to California. We went skydiving, like so many different things. And it was just amazing for me. So, you That's know, awesome. uh, I got to look at the positive in it, it. It also helps that like tickets they were giving him away oh, right, yeah. for flights and stuff because <laughs> yeah. most people weren't traveling or scared <laughs> to travel. Yeah. What'd that look like for you, Layton? What's life in recovery three years? Three years. So, yeah, I, I think around two years or somewhere in there, I, I had like acquired the job that I've always wanted and I had this amazing relationship and it was exactly what I wanted. She was pregnant. And it all fell apart. Oh, <laughs> all at yeah. once. Quite the opposite of yeah. Chris's yeah, 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 yeah. I got, okay. I got okay. a huge demotion, and uh, the relationship kind of fell apart, and it didn't work uh. out, and I had this baby coming. It was hard. COVID was happening. He lost was, his Tesla. Yeah, I lost my <laughs> Tesla. I mean, it, it was rough. Like, right? That was a rough time. That's why I yeah. say, like, life is hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then to lose the fellowship, because COVID had yeah. dispersed everybody, you that know? And the, the fellowship is a huge part of recovery. I mean having that connection with people I, you there's nothing else like it so not having that support group was really hard too yeah place to belong community friends yeah. but yeah. you you learn from that too you know i learned that i don't need people i learned that i can be myself without the help of these other people so there was a lot of growth i mean growth really happens in those hard parts yeah. 
So, dude, shout out to the people that got clean through like mm-hmm. Zoom meetings. I hated them. Like, it, I. I went for my home group, but I would be like out riding my bullet bike with my phone on like my <laughs> little mount and I'd be just cruising, listening. Like I hated every second of the Zoom meetings, but God bless that they were there for the sure. people who needed them. But it would be so hard to get clean and not have what everybody has always had, you know, friends, fellowship, going out to eat, getting a sponsor that you've like met and know and like working is it, it would be a tough thing to get clean during COVID. I feel like there's always been a pandemic, right? With like substance abuse and addiction, all yeah. that fun stuff. I do feel like COVID-19 was um, gasoline on that fire. Oh, yeah. Like there were so many people. And of course, fentanyl started coming out yeah. around this time mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. And so what we all know and don't need to talk about fentanyl, man. It's just a killer. And so, yeah, I feel like that was kind of the cherry on the top of this powder keg, yeah, you know, like a lot of people that were in recovery went back out. A lot of people that were using died. died. It was definitely yeah. a hard time for, for our people in our community. Yeah, it was rough. I, I, in like a week, I had three close friends back to back die and it was mm. just like, dude, uh, like it was rough. Yeah. And they were all, they'd all been in the fellowship and then relapsed and then died. This is very sad. Year four. And then we're going to get to Dank Swank. Year four has been nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really has. It's just, I, life is pretty even kill. That's what, when we started, like what, what's new and cool. And it's like, just even kill life is, it's actually nice. You yeah. know, yeah, I like it's it. It's been good. So for me, the last year, last six months to eight months has actually been pretty hard. And two years ago, too, as well. Like my dad passed away uh, two years ago, and that was a rough thing um, for me in my recovery. He was the man who raised me out. Like I have two dads, right? I have a bonus dad, and he's the one who passed away. And he raised me and was in my life my whole life. And so when he passed away, you know, that was one thing that, it was, it hurt, but I got to get through it clean. And yet again, my mom, she wasn't, she's an alcoholic. My sister was high. They had accumulated a, a, a house where all my uncles and my grandpa were contractors, all their projects, all their tools, everything, all this trash was in this yard. And if it wasn't for the fellowship, a, to keep me clean and help my family through that. And I had so many of my brothers from fame. You've had a few of our brothers oh, yeah. from fame on here. I ride with them. Uh, they all came together and we got to clear out all this trash and do yard sales and dump runs and like all of these things to help ease that for my mom. And then we sold the house and then my mom got into recovery. And so that was a really tough part of my recovery. And then the last year we got our kids back, me and Crystal, um, and they moved in with us and that was a, a big fight to get them back and have them in our lives. But, you know, being a parent, it's, it's rough, you know? So for those of you that remember or haven't heard it, Crystal actually was on the podcast as well. She shared her story. So yeah. this is her significant other, Chris, yes. sitting right here. She's a great woman and we've, we've made a good life and, you know, now we have the, we have a 17 year old, a 15 year old and a 12 year old. And, you know, they all have their personalities and, you know, they may be a little lazier, one of them, and then the other one does this or whatever. But I get to show up like my stepdad did for me. And like, I get to teach them about going to school, getting decent grades, getting a job, driving cars and like do these things that, you know, my stepdad did for me. And, you know, that's another huge blessing of recovery. Um, the last six months though, uh, you know, I, the company I work for kind of shut down. Um, so things have shifted a lot and finances is something that I've worked really hard on in recovery. So now that like things have changed, it's, it's rough on my heart, but I don't have to get high. You know what I mean? I get to reevaluate, I get to push myself in other ways and that's all right. And I think that's the point, right? Is each one of those things you've shared that were kind of tough parts, Mm. you're able to get through them. Yeah. You're still clean, right? Like, yeah, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Dank Swank. So I put out a promo, right? Well, you sent me the picture if we're being completely <laughs> transparent. Um, I just find it comical that your guys' promo to come on this podcast, uh, the owners of an apparel company, right? Like a, a t-shirt and clothing company, 
here it is shared out. Neither one of you have a shirt on, right? So is this because you guys gave away? Like you're just walking down the street and people are like, oh, I like your shirt. You're like, you know what? Here you go. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, talk to me about this. We're always giving away. Our, yeah, we do yeah, giveaways yeah. on our website and stuff. We try to honor things like that as well. But yeah, we live in Southern Utah, a very hot place. So you don't need shirts. You don't need shirts here. We spend a lot of time on the beach. I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah, I love swimming. The lake, literally, yeah. Crystal and me and Jada specifically. The the boys don't really come with us because they're teenagers and they do what they want. But me, Crystal, and Jada go to the lake almost every single weekend, and we're just out there in the sun and late in st- like we'll even go at different times and see each other I mean, there. We're yes. like, oh, what's up, yes. bro? It's, it's awesome, yeah. dude. That's awesome. <laughs> so okay, so here's the thing: you guys are in recovery, right? You got some clean time. How did Dank Swain get started? And for those of you listening to this, if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, Chris and Leighton are the owners of an apparel company that's like, it's motorcycles and recovery, right? It's the things you guys are passionate about. So go to dankswank.shop. That's dank, D-A-N-K, swank, W-S-W-A-N-K dot shop, S-H-O-P. Check out their apparel. So... How did that even get started, man? Like you just you're hanging out at the beach one Saturday, and <laughs> almost exactly. Yeah, yeah kind of. We're, we're always we're always talking. We got to do some business. We got to yeah. do something. We got to do something. I'm like, dude, let's just let's do it. Let's stop talking about it. Let's try. Let's try to fail. Is yeah. what I said. I said, let's yes. try to fail. There's nothing that we can we can lose. You know what I mean? Right. And we just started doing it. It was it was time. Yeah. So like we, me and Leighton have like joined a trade group together, learning Forex and things like that. And since being clean and learning about finances and like trying to just have a better life, like we've just tried things. And so we had always talked, oh, we need to do this. Like I still want to have sober houses. Like I want to own real estate. Like I have big goals for myself. And so we're sitting there and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm sick of talking. Let's just do something. So I was like, okay, let's meet on Friday. He comes and he has the name and he formed an LLC. And then we went to the bank, opened our business account, and it just started from there. Boom. You just got to do it. So who did the website? Because listen, I I think the website is phenomenal, right? Like I love love the the whole look of it, the outlay, everything's simple. It's like just click, ready, boom, go. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it was, yeah. too. Click, ready, boom, go. Layton, yeah. Lay, Layton's in the tech realm. So Layton took care of, like, the website. And I was doing all the designs, but now we actually have... Uh, the girls in our life are our biggest supporters. Yeah, let's be honest. It's crazy. Right? Like, Mandy, Mandy's <laughs> the pusher for Rise Up Supplements. Oh, yeah. For sure. Crystal, the same thing. They're, they're our first buys. They always share our stuff. They're, they've done designs. Social media gurus. Oh, yeah. So it, it's how, a beautiful thing. How long did that website take you, Layton? Like two days, we had it. It was up almost immediately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, to get it, it to where even, it was now, it took you two days. Yeah, it was like two days. I mean, we you're we hired to it all. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. together, bro. You yeah. did a phenomenal job on the website. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank Wix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this was at the time that like I w- my company was like going under and stuff. So like I had all this time on my hands, and so I just started cranking out designs, and like I just focused all my time there so we could build an inventory and then we went through learning curves you know what i mean yeah we learning talked curves. about one of those <laughs> yeah. Going through, yeah you'll you never know what it takes you know when you're first going into it but like we ordered a shirt and i was like that's garbage like material i would never wear that ever yeah. what's the yeah. point of that and so on on that point right like i i love t-shirts i'm a t-shirt guy like if i'm not at work or somewhere where i need to be dressed up nice right i love t-shirts t-shirt. and shorts and flip-flops like yeah. that's my jam saint george baby <laughs> i am huge about the fill in the fit though yeah like if you give me a Gilland that looks like, you know, <laughs> Popeye should be fitting in <laughs> the sleeves, and then it's got the barrel in yeah, the middle. Like I, I, I have OCD, right? I'm diagnosed OCD. No front. That's a real thing for me. Right. And I'm very particular about a shirt. The as soon as you hey, hand me my, this all shirt, all my radio T-shirts are Gilland. That's why you never wear my radio T-shirts. We're talking. We're talking material okay, now. Okay. <laughs> this is. A, let's don't personalize this, Sean. Let's just keep it. Let's just speak in generals. Uh, <laughs> Talk uh, to us after the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, it, I love it. The first thing I noticed, the first thing I noticed was the canvas. And I'm not going to say the, you know, the yeah. company it is because it's your guys' shirts, right? But it's very important to me, the feel, the fit of the canvas. When yeah. I say canvas, it's the, the type of material that yeah. you buy. And I will say this, somebody that's done shirts as uh, promos and giveaways and fundraisers, 
the brand you guys have that you gave me is not cheap. No. It 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 it's some money. Yeah. Compared to the prices you guys have. Yeah. It's some money. So that goes to show that you're doing it the right way. Yeah. It's quality stuff. What is this? Six inch crew. Yeah. <laughs> so so we do we do funny, we do motorcycle, we do recovery, like whatever comes to our mind, we just wanna have a shop for everyone. And so this is kind of a funny, right? I the as six I was designing, crew, it was six yeah. inch crew. Six <laughs> inch crew right there. Pun in there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How you take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just got dinged by shot. Uh, okay, can you get a, can you get a shot of the back of my shirt if I get up out of this chair? Uh, yeah. So talk to me about this shirt. I'll be the the design model here. <laughs> Don't judge my runway walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yet again, it comes down to I was on the design and like I we have an awesome platform that kind of has templates and ideas because Photoshop's a lot. But so everything that I come up with, I find the template and then I kind of create it and make it my own. And so like obviously I'm in fame. So a lot of my designs are motorcycle related. See no evil. You know, you can take that how you will. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like dude and punk stuff. I feel like. Yeah. Right. Like it like it really is like it's it's like funny. It's creative. It's colorful. Yeah. I like it, man. I'm going to buy I'm going to have to buy me some dank swank, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, the more the better. Yeah, and you know, and <laughs> the more the more designs the better. Yeah, oh and, yeah, and I thought you were saying the, the more shirts I bought. As well. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, great yeah. too. And so the cool thing too is like yet again we get to learn through things, and so like my mind works a certain way. I have a certain taste, a certain color palette. And so a lot of my designs are similar in ways. And so since then his girlfriend and my girlfriend, they, they get to do the more sensitive side or like, you know, things like that, which has been a beautiful blessing. Cause I think a certain way. I'm I sure there's some life. female stuff on there. I just wasn't looking because oh, yeah. I'm selfish and yeah. I was looking for me. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? I'm, I, uh, how did somebody, I'm not a narcissist, but narcissistic traits right. can be a defect of mine, right? I work through that in my steps all the time. Yeah. So Leighton, talk to me about like, like, what is it that really this company means, represents? What are you hoping for this company to turn into? Um, we've talked a lot about like just putting one foot in front of the other. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And it's, it's easy to get blocked by too big of a picture sure you know what i mean something that's almost unattainable so really this is just push one foot in front of the other like i said we don't care if we fail yeah you know? it's it's not about that it's about doing what we what we're saying we want to do yeah. and just not holding back hopefully this is the first step in in something huge i'd love to buy recovery houses yeah i'd love to buy airbnbs and um this is just facilitating that path I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. There's a business book that I read before I started Rise Up Supplements. I'm a reader. I like to read books. Um, I don't remember the title of the book. Uh, it was about people that were avalanche like climbers or, you know, any, anyways, there were these climbers of these huge places. And uh, it talked about like consistency, like, like basically um, the way that they did it is they would hike for three, 300 or 30 miles a day. It was 30 miles right. a day. But in there, it talked about another business strategy was shoot bullets, not cannons, right? right? And that's exactly. kind of yeah. like, let it roll out, try little things, see what works, see what doesn't work. So yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, My memory recall is terrible, guys. Yeah, <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, like we've literally just every single day is something new with it. Like we get to learn and like, oh, this can do this. Oh, let's try social media. Like we did our first Facebook ads. We've built our fan pages. We had no idea about that. Right. And guerrilla like, advertisement. Yeah. Maybe that's, 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 that's it. it. And yeah. so we're, we're just learning. And if we fell, we fell. And if we get somewhere great, like that would be amazing. And that's obviously the, the real goal, but we do giveaways. We want to like give back as well. Cause without recovery and thing, this type of life, we would never have it. So we want to give back as well. Talk to me about inventory because when I was doing, uh, so we raised some money for an organization that does sober living, um, the sobriety foundation, right? We raised like $1,500 for the sobriety foundation just through selling t-shirts. Nice. One thing that I struggled with was like, I would have one small in 10 larges mm -hmm. and zero mediums. And somebody put an order in for mediums and it's like, I got to order 72 shirts right. to get the best deal. Yeah. Do you guys struggle with inventory or how is it you work that? We drop ship. Print, print what? To order, yeah. Print to uh, print on demand. Mm -hmm. <sighs> 
Yeah. And that was another thing, you know. So it's in a warehouse. Yeah. All it, over they the print US. It, and then it ships out to them. Yep. yep. So you don't even guys got to sit on money. Nope. We don't have to do anything. Nope. It's <clears> all. It's amazing. These and, two are mad geniuses, Sean. And so it they only f- they figured it out. It only takes like it, it, it's really awesome. Like if you order today, it, your shirt or hoodie or accessory would be there within like six days, unless Sometimes something happening happened with shipping. But other than that, like it's been consistent to five to seven days. I love it, and it's awesome because we don't have to have like a bunch of shirts. So obviously, with Fame, big shout out to them. Love them. That's my people as well. We we sell shirts and do events to help the recovery community as well. And like, yet again, you never know, right? You'll have 10 XLs and three yeah. small. It's and a then, nightmare, bro. And it goes either way. You'll be like, oh, we, we learned last time, get more larges. And then you need more XLs or yeah. more smalls. So you can never nail it down. <laughs> what I love, and I put out, I put out, so through the Rise Up Supplements and the, the kind of the venue that I'm doing, I put out, I found a little TikTok that was like, support your friends, right? Support yeah. local businesses. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if you can't afford it, like share their stuff, share right. their message, help get it out there. Throw a heart on it. Yeah. It, Cause it's so hard. You it know is. what I mean? Like we try to post at least once a day daily on our, our social media stuff, rise up supplements. Nice. And man, sometimes it's crickets. And, and so I wanted to give you guys a chance to come on here, yeah. talk about dankswank.shop. Boom, boom. Dankswank.shop. Dankswank.shop. Uh, and give you guys an opportunity to show my support. I'm also going to ask our listeners, go to dankswank.shop, pick a shirt, check it out, order one, man. It's going yeah. to a good cost. Absolutely. And do we still have the easy 10 up or should we throw that up there? Yeah, there's there's a few promo yeah, codes. Yeah, give them a promo code. Yeah, so the We've promo 20 co- seconds left. The promo code's going to be easy10, so at checkout type in easy10 in the promotion and you'll get a 10% discount. Dude, love you guys. Love, love what you're you, doing. Brother. It's rad. Thank you. So check us out next week for episode 104. It's going to be me Doc Sellers. If you have 105. Me and Dr. Sellers are taking <laughs> questions. We're going to answer those through email or direct message and social media. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from a podcast studio.